My friends, good morning. The National Security Agency, the FBI, and CISA, the Cybersecurity and Information Security Agency, have all issued this past week warnings about the increased incidence of cyber attacks on our nation's food production and also on our municipal water systems and even wastewater systems, so water reclamation plants and, and sewers, right? Um, this is, you know, we've all seen the cyber attacks over the last month on the grain co-ops that shut down farmers' ability to harvest for a bit there. These were more of regional disturbances, but now to see this being raised at a federal level through all these agencies, I think is something that we need to talk about. Of course, this is the intersection of the attacks on our food supply with the World Economic Forum's predicted uh, cyber pandemic, this a series of cyber attacks that will, in their own words, and Klaus Schwab's words, bring an abrupt halt to our very way of life. So this is a conversation that we need to have today. Let's have it. I'm Christian, and this is the Ice Age Farmer broadcast. And before we even talk about these new cyber attacks and the fact that it's the same technology and probably the same actors behind it that were used to bring a, uh, the operations in the colonial pipeline to a halt, I did want to mention a couple uh, new red flags on the food production side, and that is namely this warning from billionaire and owner of supermarkets, Gristetis and Dognostino Foods, who has, because of this, right insight into the way that the food supply chain and uh, grocers and uh, procurement are working. And from his perspective, what he sees is that uh, retailers are going to be forced to raise their prices for food quite tremendously over the next two months here. In fact, he predicts that it will be over 10% within 60 days. Now, if you look at that on an annualized basis, it's like 33% inflation. It's off the chart, right? And if there were any asset class, be it gold or food or anything, even equities that you could guarantee a 33% return on with a short-term investment, that would be a great investment. So we don't even need to say that you should be panic buying food. Indeed, you shouldn't, that doesn't make sense. But, but we can say that food at this point looks like it would be a tremendous investment, a great place to put your capital. And plus, it's something you can eat no matter what happens to it, right? So briefly, let's hear from him. You know, Maria, we're both in the oil business and we're in the food business. So I see all ends of the, uh, of the, the chain. So what are the CEOs doing? They're raising prices. They want to be ahead of the curve. So whatever's going on, uh, I see food prices going up tremendously. They want to be ahead of the curve. And the same thing with Nabisco and the same thing uh, with uh, Pepsi and Coke. They're going to drop all promotions. Prices are going up. They're going up faster than uh, anybody expected. Uh, it's a little bit out of control yeah. because nobody wants to be, how do they say it, behind the curve. Chicken, eggs, meat. What kind of um, increases at the cash register are you seeing for groceries that impact all of us? I don't. It's not going to reverse anytime soon. Uh, I, I see over ten percent in the last in the next sixty days. Yeah, and I think that's worth hearing because, again, as a billionaire and the owner of these supermarkets, he has a perspective that that you and I don't. And for him to say that food is about to skyrocket in price. Is, is worth noting. Now that's an acute situation. That's because of the existing disturbances to the supply chains, the crop losses, the all the all the, the things that we've already been talking about. Um, at the same time, this chronic situation is continuing. And I wanted to mention again briefly that uh, the reports I've been putting out about how this energy crisis with natural gas shortages and prices going through the roof 
uh, is flowing into a food production crisis as well, because that's the way brittle, unsustainable, modern agriculture has been stood up. It has this Achilles heel. If the grid goes down, you can't dry your grains and all these other things. Um, so I just wanted to mention that it's no longer just me saying that. It's not just Ice Age Farmer on YouTube. Here's a mainstream media report that says exactly that same, it echoes that word. Uh, fears are growing that a global energy crisis will lead to famine, particularly in vulnerable nations, but also, of course, to drastically increasing prices in the uh, nations with more developed supply chains. So this is not a YouTube conspiracy theorist sort of thing. This is not a crazy kooky. This is mainstream media reports saying, hey, if we don't have energy, we can't produce food. And that is also particularly uh, poignant given what's going on with the fertilizer supplies right now. We've mentioned that, uh, that fertilizer feeds half the world. If we didn't have uh, those inputs for crops that yields would drop and, and uh, a lot of people basically wouldn't have food. That situation is also ratcheting up right now with China just announcing that in order to stabilize their own domestic fertilizer supplies and, f and food security, right, so that we can feed our own people, China just announced they're going to stop exporting fertilizers or at least put, put limits on it. This is a significant development because, of course, China controls 30% of the global fertilizer market. And in particular, India, Pakistan, and some other countries in Southeast Asia are the people that are the, the primary buyers for that. So they're scrambling right now, and this is going to be uh, even more pressure on fertilizer prices. And we already heard from the German farmers that are not able to buy fertilizer because they've shut down the factories there. So it's stunning to watch the, the, the knob turned off. They're just turning off the switch on global food production. And that's a chronic situation. So again, we have acute situation, prices skyrocketing, a chronic situation where we might not be able to even produce food anymore. And uh, I think, you know, th 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 there's nothing else to say here. The, the food production is under attack. It's under assault on every front. And now also uh, under cyber attack. Let's talk about that. So the NSA, the FBI, and CISA have all just issued uh, warnings that there's more and more of these cyber attacks going on on parts of the food production and food supply chain. In particular, from Brownfield Ag News here, quote, the NSA and other agencies have issued an advisory for potential of ransomware cyber attacks against US food and agricultural organizations. And it's not just, this is, this is the key, it's no longer just impacts to a company. You know, corporate espionage is one thing. If it affects the profits of some grain co-op, and maybe has regional disturbances for a couple farmers around there, then, you know, that happens. But now the NSA and these other agencies are actually invoking different language. They're now saying this is a national security issue. When you see the federal government invoke those words, it means this is something we're about to take control of. We can't, we can't allow this to stay in civilian hands. It's now a national security issue. We're going to take control perhaps via the military. We've already seen executive orders under Trump invoking the Defense Production Act that says we can come in and take over these things. So I think it's a big red flag to see uh, multiple agencies saying cyber attacks on the food supply are a national security issue. Even as these warnings went out, just yesterday, a candy producer was hit and taken down by a ransomware attack. Now, I'm not saying that, I, I'm not concerned about candy corn shortages. That's the last thing I'm worried about. It's probably good for people. But, uh, but this is something that 
pushes the idea of cyber attacks taking away food into the public's mind, right? Right now, they're just seeing that candy goes away and uh, we don't have candy corn for Halloween. But next month, it could be real corn or meat producers uh, hit again. Could be any number of things. So this is this is the narrative being seeded that food production, both by the agencies and by these latest attacks, that food production is affected by cyber attacks. And it's not just food. I think it's also substantial to see that uh, that CISA is war- and these other agencies are also warning about cyber attacks on the water supplies. So here from executivegov.com, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, as it's colloquially known, uh, the EPA, the NSA, and the FBI have all jointly issued an advisory warning that threat actors are targeting hardware and software supporting drinking water and wastewater infrastructure operations. So sewers and water reclamation plants, right? The, the, the whole system of, that keeps water flowing in taps across cities in the United States is apparently under attack. CISA said that malicious cyber threats to information and operational technology networks could affect the sector's potable water delivery management efforts. Really want to stress this, our food and our water supplies are under attack. That's what's being announced by the national, by the federal government right now. The alert states that cyber criminals are spear phishing personnel. That's a social engineering attack, uh, exploiting unsupported and outdated OSs and software, and capitalizing on control system devices that have outdated firmwares. The agency and its federal partners recommend operators conduct monitoring and adopt various mitigation practices. So at this point, this is still an advisory. But again, the federal government is warning that food and water supplies are under attack. And here from computerweekly.com, we get a little more insight into the idea that it is the same group as the Black Matter technology, which is a rebrand of the now defunct Dark Side ransomware, which was credited for the attack on the Colonial Pipeline. Now, of course, in their narrative, this is a shady room somewhere full of Russian bots, right, that, uh, that is conducting this cyber warfare on, on the innocent United States. When we looked into the uh, actors behind the Colonial Pipeline, there were a lot of signs that that was an inside job, that, uh, that the IT department at Colonial had some warnings. They shut down systems that they didn't even need to. So whether or not they were actually responsible for the attack, we don't even need to say, but they were definitely working in concert with these actors to ensure the impact was felt that by, the, you know, by the entire East Coast not having that pipeline flowing. Continuing, US agencies did not confirm which critical infrastructure organizations have been attacked, but Black Matter had targeted US grain co-op no cooperative in September 2021, and there was another grain co-op that was taken down, as we've mentioned. So all of these things are are accelerating. We've got an acute crisis with prices expected to skyrocket uh, 10% over the next 60 days, according to industry insiders. And we're also seeing fertilizer shortages with China now stopping their exports. So this is going to continue to get worse. Russia just announced that we're clawing back some of their gas supplies to Europe, which means the energy crisis is not over at all. In fact, it's accelerating. And um, we're also seeing that the media is putting out messages about how the supply chain crisis is now leading to food shortages in schools. Think of the children, right? This, this should be no surprise. If you recall, the Rockefeller Foundation's Reset the Table document outlined that schools needed to be upgraded and turned into community nutritional hubs. So the idea that schools are running out of food 
feeds into this idea that we really need to bolster the, the way that food flows through schools into communities. You know, think of the children. Uh, this is, this is um, pushing that idea into the public as well as just raising awareness that food, food shortages are happening. Welcome. This is the new normal. Food shortages are part of it. Um, there's one last thing I wanted to mention today, and that is that I keep seeing the idea of a parallel society for the unvaccinated pushed out there. And I understand the use of that term and of, of, of the idea. I understand how it, how it flows organically from the way that half of society is locking out the other half. But I, I just wanted to mention that I don't like it. I, don't, I, I get a weird feeling when I see these, these uh, statements. It's time to build a parallel society. I think that, that if, if, if the unvaccinated start to lock out the vaccinated people as well, then we just have, have succumbed to a massive divide and conquer attack. Some of the most advanced social engineering really this, this place has ever seen. And so I wanted to caution against this idea that we should lock out people that got uh, the treatment and, um, and construct a parallel society. Because particularly when the system itself is moving the goalpost as they did just yesterday when they said, um, you might need now a, a third shot. We're going to change the definition of fully vaccinated in the future. We're going to move that goalpost. That's going to piss a lot of people off. That's going to wake a lot of people out who just got the shot because they wanted to keep their job. They didn't want to think about it, whatever. They went along with it, but now they're seeing that they were lied to. And so if if uh, you didn't get the treatment and now you're thinking we're going to construct a parallel society, we're going to lock out those people over there, the sheeple who did, I just wanted to caution that I think that is a divisive um, way of thinking. And we should be really open to bringing these people back into the fold. Now that, now that they're seeing that they've been lied to, now that the goalposts are being uh, moved, we should be embracing them, welcoming them back. You're waking up fantastic. Please join us. We're trying to fight against this totalitarian push. Um, so I think that the parallel society words, again, I understand what it means. And certainly we need to be standing up clinics for you know all these doctors that have been fired should be forming their own clinics that don't deprive anyone of treatment. They shouldn't be treating exclusively people that, that, that didn't take the thing. We shouldn't be offering apartment leases only to people that didn't take the treatment. We shouldn't be locking anyone out. We need to come together because their strategy is to divide and conquer. And we should be seeking to reunite because that is how we will turn uh, this whole thing around. So I just wanted to share that. I think that's, I think it's a dangerous phrase, this parallel society issue. Uh, just wanted to put that out there. Folks, thanks for listening today. I wanted to share this warning from the industry insider about food prices about to skyrocket because that is actionable intelligence. Again, even if you don't need the food, it's a terrific investment. Any asset class that's about to skyrocket is one uh, that, uh, that you should consider, right? So thanks for listening. You can find this report on iceagefarmer.com. You can no longer find this on YouTube. If you're still on YouTube, get off. Go over to iceagefarmer.com. Find me on Telegram. I post a ton of information there that doesn't make it into these videos. That's t.me slash iceagefarmer. You can find the videos posted on bitshoot.com slash iceagefarmer or odyssey.com slash at iceagefarmer. And if you appreciate this broadcast and if you value this information and if this turns out to be a good investment in food, then uh, perhaps you can help me keep this broadcast running. 
There's a few ways you can do that listed at iceagefarmer.com, including cryptos, which are pretty easy to send. And I very much appreciate your help. So thank you. All right, folks, be well.